Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. The brothers, for you and I to live for the kingdom of God, it's going to require a, a perspective shift, a new way of thinking, a new mindset. What in the world would it mean to pray, Thy kingdom come? Seek first the kingdom of God. Know that your home is in heaven and live as if that's your goal. What we've done in the past simply can't be done anymore. That we lived our life in a certain manner because it was basically a Christian world, a Christian culture that we're living in. That time, those times are over. It's not enough to be a believer. It's not. You, it is not sufficient for you just to believe and that's it. You cannot be a believer. Being a believer leads to being a follower. Instead of all these things we're worried about that consume our thoughts and our minds, instead of using your mental energy on that, instead, seek his kingdom. What in the world would it mean to pray, thy kingdom come? Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening again. Welcome back to Kingdom Culture Conversations, a part of Frameworks, a biblical worldview initiative of Northwest Christian School. And we are back with Kimberly Yee. It's good to see you today. How are you? Great to see you as well. Uh, absolutely. Um, and uh, it was fun getting to know you last week and a little bit of your story. My, uh, what stood out to me again was your, your, your grandparents in 1930. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I've been in Phoenix since 1979 mm-hmm. and the change I've seen, right. it's unbelievable. And uh, just imagine what, what your grandparents would have seen over the course of their lifetime. So, um, now we get to get a little of this kingdom culture conversations, right. um, a little bit more of that. Um, and a big one that we actually hit in our chapels last week or last year for over several weeks in our summer videos. And it's so important um, is sanctity of life. Yes. And you um, have truly been a champion for the unborn during your time in service to the people of Arizona. In 2016, a national article in Roll Call newspaper, Jonathan Miller wrote, Ye is a staunch abortion opponent. And the first bill she sponsored, later signed by Governor Jan Brewer in 2011, requires doctors to give all women in the state seeking abortions an ultrasound while providing them an option to first see pictures of their ultrasound and hear the fetus's heartbeat. She also sponsored a 2012 bill that banned most abortions after 20 weeks. The law was struck down in federal court. Um, Can you explain to our students, our listeners, um, why you're such a staunch supporter of life for the unborn and opposed to abortion? Hmm. Well, it goes back to uh, life is precious, yeah. and God uh, granted us life. Right. Uh, it is a gift, and uh, you know when we look at these types of issues, we go back to that very basic principle, which is that He created our inmost being; He knit us in our mother's womb. Amen. And so, when I wanted to sponsor legislation as a former state legislator, I went back to those basic principles, and pro-life was a key one of those. And um, it was an interesting bill that you mentioned. It was the ultrasound and heartbeat bill. Mm -hmm. It was the first piece of legislation that I had signed into law. And uh, I worked with the Center for Arizona Policy on this very issue to ensure that women who are 
contemplating that very hard decision of an abortion to be able to have the opportunity to see their ultrasound image and hear their baby's heartbeat before yeah. they finalize that decision. Right. And we heard stories in the testimony of this bill where uh, there was a young teenage couple who came before a clinic and the nurse was told to move that monitor away from them so that mm. they would not see the yeah. image. However, the young man actually turned and saw the image on the monitor and said, wait a minute, this is a baby. The doctor had told us it was just a blob of cells. And that couple being able to view that ultrasound image turned away from that abortion that day. And Mm. that life was saved. Yeah. In the stories that we've heard since this bill was passed, it has been amazing and to see the thousands of lives that have been saved. In yeah. fact, that bill was signed in 2011, and in just three years, in 2014, we went back to look at the research of what the Department of Health Services actually reported in abortions in Arizona, and there were 1,400 fewer abortions in just mm. that three-year period because wow. we have given these families that are struggling with unplanned pregnancies, an opportunity to yeah. see and connect with that live baby in their yeah. room. And, and it's just amazing to be able to, to hear the stories. I recently was at an event and a young woman came to me and said, thank you. And I, I asked her why. And she said, mm. well, she had an unplanned pregnancy immediately yeah. after um, an unplanned divorce. And mm-hmm. she was contemplating going to that clinic and, Uh, she said she saw the baby's ultrasound image with this opportunity that was given to her by this bill. And she immediately connected and turned away from her decision of an abortion. And so she said to me uh, that one day she wants me to meet her thriving four-year-old little son. And and those are the real stories that come out of these very important policies. Um, so so the ultrasound bill was, was one of many that yeah. I believe that, you know, if, if we elect the right people to positions of leadership, right. they will carry forward these biblical principles that really do show, um, you know, that they are needed not yeah. only um, in our state, but around the country. Yeah, I'll, I'll get a little emotional um, here. My my daughter that we've adopted, um, mm. she still lives in Mexico till we can get her home. And um, her mom was considering that mm. um, uh, at a time in her life. She didn't think she could handle another child yeah. and reached out to me. And uh, we actually had a student here at Northwest. Um, we had Jordan Britton on campus from Students for Life, and she was talking to our students. And a, a seventh grader came up to her. And I actually met this girl um, in class the other day, but... Uh, and said my mom was going to have an abortion, but she mm. didn't, and she had put me up for adoption. Wow! And so it's personal. It is. I mean, it's personal for so many people in here, and uh, and one of the things, and I, I'm going to say this because I want just want to say it to anybody, and I said this in the with Jordan. If, if there's a woman out there that's had an abortion, we love you. Absolutely. Jesus loves you. Absolutely. Um, he cares about you, um, uh, and and he is the forgiver of of everything. Absolutely. And uh, as far as the east is from the west, he removes that that's from right. you. So. Um, just we love you so much, but uh, but man, just th- those ultrasounds are amazing. Um, are you familiar with Choices? Yes, pregnancy center. I, we donate yeah. to them. Um, oh. My young children uh, will clean out their closets, and yeah. we uh, they have a center that allows for families to donate these items. Yeah. And as they educate young families who are saving, you know, their babies yeah. and and being able to be educated on 
how to raise those babies. Um, they go to this little yeah. store that's to the know, side yep. and, and they pay for it with the bucks that they earn yep. from the education the classes. classes. Yep. I love the program. And, and it really is neat to have your children, um, you know, be a part of that so that they can see that their resources are being used for others who are in need. Yeah. So Mark Burmich, the uh, the uh, CEO of Choices, is a graduate I didn't of know Northwest. That. Yeah, we've had that. him in several times. But um, just thank you for that, uh, Kimberly, um, so much. Uh, another area of passion for you um, is establishing opportunities for students to have solid educational foundations um, and understanding personal finance. As testimony to that passion, the website on the Arizona State Treasury says, Treasurer Kimberly Yee appointed Arizona's first ever task force on financial liberty or literacy aimed at making sure all Arizonans will have the opportunity to attain proficiency in basic money management. This 17 member task force is taking steps to bring resources to students, seniors, military veterans, and vulnerable populations who need help with managing their money across our great state. The state's treasurer's financial literacy task force examines the landscape of financial literacy across Arizona's communities and identify opportunities for improvement. The list of accomplishments by that task force has been impressive. Can you explain why you hold on to your conviction that financial literacy is so important? And what are some of the items that have been accomplished by that task force? Well, as state treasurer, one of the uh, very principles I wanted to have as a platform is allowing our you know families our students across Arizona to really be better educated on how they manage their money yeah and I believe that as children understand that and get out into the real world equipped with this basic skill right. we have a healthier economy overall we do. Yeah. and and so I have created this task force on financial literacy again with those who are as passionate as I am to ensure that we have what we need yeah. um, not only for our students but also our military families those who um, our senior citizens who may have lost a spouse who managed the checkbook, um, yeah. as well as those vulnerable families who are out there just trying to, you know, pay, pay off their bills. And, sure. and I, um, I uh, worked hard on creating legislation that would advance, uh, that there is a class, a semester, a financial literacy before a student graduates from high school. Yeah. And that bill passed in 2019. Wow. So it's been in place for two years that, all children who are in high school will at least have one semester yeah. of uh, personal financial management. Yeah. And I think that's going to go a long way so that when they get out into the real world, they'll understand the basic principles of how they manage their money from balancing their checkbook to paying off their credit card without any, you know, yeah. um, issues. And, and it, we also took a look at those families who are on welfare government assistance, for instance, yeah. we want to help them as well so that they can get to self-sufficiency. So we worked at the Department of Economic Security to allow for those families to have an opportunity to have financial education okay. um, as a work requirement. And so that when they're ready to go wow. and get on their feet, they'll be prepared and ready to balance their budgets yeah. as well and, yeah. and get to that self-sufficiency so they don't have to go back on government subsidies again. Yeah. Um, and really what I, I learned from working in the state treasurer's office years and years ago as a staff member was I went out to the schools and I found uh, you know a very real picture that this isn't being taught, not only in our homes, but also in our classrooms. Right. And uh, so I was, I remember vividly going to a, a new student orientation on a local university campus here in Arizona. And as I was walking to my speech session, um, there were credit card companies lined up oh, yeah. as you uh, headed to the ballroom 
asking students to sign up for their first credit card. Again, young kids. Um, and they were signing, you know, those deadlines yeah. and they were getting their first credit card. Then they went to the next table and got their second credit card. But then as they entered uh, my seminar on financial education, I asked them, how many of you uh, have just signed up for your first credit card? And all of these kids raised their hands. How many of you have ever had a class on financial education? Wow. The hands weren't raised. That's the day that I learned that we have a, an issue to fix. Uh, not only in our state, but in our classrooms yeah. and, you know, and being able to be the state treasurer and have this as a platform, we've created an uh, education portal on aztreasury.gov that provides resources for free for all of these areas. Wow. And we also created the AZ529 um, education savings plan in our office. Yeah. So I'm the new administrator of that. It allows families to be able to start saving for college or any other higher education yeah. uh, goal that they have, whether it be apprenticeship programs, workforce development, um, vocational training, all of the, that can be started early as you save and plan for your child's future. It doesn't yeah. have to be a parent. It could be a grandparent. It could be aunt and uncle. Wow. But if you think about saving $50 a month over a course of 18 years at, say, 6%, yeah. You have over $18,000 ready to go it's when that child right is ready yeah. to get out into the real world. Wow. That's tremendous. And I, I, I'm not going to get emotional for this, but just personally, I, I, I wish I would have had that. Yes. And, I, and many families yeah. didn't know about it or didn't yeah. think about it. You're busy. Well, <laughs> and it's hard to pass on what you don't have. That's right. And well, so I feel bad for some of these parents that couldn't pass sure, that on. Yes. Um, where did your kind of sense of financial integrity from the business, I assume, from your, from your, well, your I grandparents? Come from and small business owners. Um, you know, when we're hardworking families, you're a frugal family and yeah. you, you make ends meet, but you do it smartly. Yeah. Um, when you're a business owner, you always make sure you, you know, you check every line. Yeah. And, um, and I come from a family of business owners. At the same time, I do this in my own household. And, yeah. and when my children were born, um, you know, Asian American. American families, there's a cultural uh, celebration that you have when you have a baby, and it's called a red egg and ginger party, and they give little red envelopes with cash inside. Mm. And so as a new mommy, I was I had all this cash inside red envelopes, yeah. and so of course I'm not going to put that in my own wallet. I, I immediately went to my local financial institution down the street and opened up an account for my young baby, right? Yeah. In fact, on my first one, I didn't know. I went so quickly that they turned me away and said, sorry, you can't fill out your paperwork without a social security card for your child. <laughs> and so, I mean, I was ready to go yeah. uh, a little too fast. But yeah. but if you think about these simple principles, uh, you know, families in Arizona really have had the AZ-529 program for over 20 years, but we just brought it over to my office. I'm the new administrator okay. of this, and it's only been since October of 2020 since I've put wow. this in my office. Okay. And since October 1st, of 2020 we have opened over 10,000 new accounts in 10 months mm. and why because we're marketing it we're telling families this is simple and easy to do you don't have to be scared about putting money aside it could be $15 it yeah. could be 25 um, and we've put this in multiple languages we now have it in the Spanish speaking language we have wow. it in Navajo we're putting it out there so that all families can learn about this and we've seen fruit and it's really yeah. allowed us to, to be able to share this good news and there's going to be fruit for years and years and years I hope come. so. Yeah, and this is the legacy, really, that we leave in these uh, in, in the positions in which we serve. Yes. You know, if you, even if you're there for a very short period of time, you know, be purposeful yeah. and be able to use that time wisely and, and, and do good things. And so that's what we've done in my office. Love it. And, and again, um, all of it goes back to the basics. Yeah. Don't spend more than you make. <laughs> that's exactly that's what, right. I said you, that last you week. You listened. I Thank do. you. <laughs> that was, um, you served as a chairwoman uh, of the Senate Education Committee, 
Um, you've sponsored and supported legislation that allows children to go to the school that best fits their needs. Can you tell us about your work to advance school choice? Yes. Well, school choice is so important now more than ever. And I have long been an advocate of allowing families to choose the best educational option that fits their child's needs. Yeah. And, and this is longstanding. Uh, back in the early 1990s, when school choice was just a talk, you know, it was a discussion. Nobody yeah. really knew what it meant. Arizona was really a trailblazer in that movement. Mm. And um, back in the 90s, I was a, a young career staff member for the State Senate Education Committee, and we were just creating the laws for what are now called charter schools. Yeah. And, and really, it's the idea of creating a different type of environment based on that family's needs, whether it be a traditional public district school to a charter school, which is also public, right. uh, to a private school, to a home school. And now they have micro schools. They have online schools. Yeah. I mean, there are the choices are endless. And Arizona is one of the, the many states in, in the country that has been at the forefront yeah. to be able to have these endless opportunities for families. And and so as I was in the legislature, I created bills. For instance, there is something called the um, Education Empowerment Scholarship uh, Program, and I was one of the prime sponsors mm. of that back in 2011, allowing families who don't have the means to be able to go to um, an educational school that might have um, some free tuition that they would have the funds to do that i was uh, on the charter school um, uh, board that allows for us to advance charter school options in the state um, yeah. but what's the most important is parental choice that's it and it really yeah. allows for families to make those core decisions uh without government intrusion <laughs> they don't yeah. have to be bound to the designated public district school that has the same zip code in which their house sits right. in it's not like that anymore We've had for so many decades something called open enrollment. So it yeah. allows anybody to go to any school of their choice without boundaries. And, and that really has been um, freedom. And it's a free marketplace of education in Arizona. I think it's great, and I'm, I'm a big proponent of it, always yeah. have been. And, uh, you know, I, I think we are blessed in Arizona to be able to have these choices for families. Well, I'm, I'm all about that for a kid because I have four children. And they all learn differently. Yes. They all have different likes and passions. Mm -hmm. and, and I know we have friends that go to some a, a charter school. Like yes. they might go to a, a West Mac, if you mm -hmm. will, to learn trades. Vocational training. Um, mm -hmm. Or you might, my wife actually teaches at a charter school. Yes. I, of course, work at a private Christian school. Yes. I went to a public school. Mm -hmm. um, but the choices are super important. Right. And there's not a perfect fit for there's everybody. Um, and so as we recognize that in our laws, because these are all policies that we make at the statewide level, yeah. um, you really have to get to the needs of those families. Yeah. And and I really do believe that as we have a free marketplace in education, we have those endless opportunities. Yeah. And, and it really does, it's all about the children and their education. Um, so we have been very successful in Arizona. That's I great. think there's a long way to go. Sure, of course there is. Always. Always. Right. And but we know, as we learned last week, and, and you know that about us, that we, we love Jesus and we trust Jesus yes. and he's in control. And uh, just thank you again, Kimberly, for being with That's us. Really appreciate your time you. and and listeners and viewers and classmates and whoever is listening, watching. We, we care about you. We love you. And uh, God bless you. Have a great day. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit. 
regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.